And all right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. My name is Justin Belanger. Thank you very much for tuning in here with us at the High Button. You know I do truly appreciate it. So today on the podcast, I am very excited. Two very special guests. The first one, TJ Galliardi and also Dr. Darren Burke. They have started a company here in Halifax called The Doctor's Formula. I'm excited to talk to them, how they came about, formed as a team, created this business. Also, TJ played in the NHL. Darren being an athlete himself. It's going to be a great conversation. Here we go. Hi, Button. Here we go. All right, fellas, we're going here. So thank you very much for joining uh, joining me on the High Button Podcast, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks for having us. I know you guys said you have a sales call here in a sec, so you're taking time out of your day to talk to me. Uh, I appreciate it. Happy to be here. Anytime you get to talk to an NHL player and a doctor that started a business at the same time, it's, it's a rare thing. I know a lot of people after hockey have a hard time finding, I don't know, not a calling, but just something to do after you're playing hockey. And the fact that you found this, you two came together, I think it's a perfect match. Or is that... My, is that too much icing on the cake? That's fair to say. Is it? Uh, DB and I go way back. I'd say about over 10 years ago now. We met when oh. I was still playing with the Avalanche. Um, I actually was just looking for a, a high-quality supplement to take. I had a scare with one that uh, I purchased off the shelves and didn't really do my due diligence. Luckily, I didn't get suspended or anything, but uh, I later found out that there were some potential things going on with the brand. Oh, yeah. uh, Yeah, that's why I met DB, and we've been uh, really close friends since, and he's been a a mentor for me, and uh, the timing worked out well with my retirement and uh, launching this new brand. Were you living in Colorado when this happened? No, it's a a funny story. I mean, when TJ and I first met, it was early in the, the start of my last business, we were so small at the time, I answered the 1-800 number, and there was a random 1-800 call from this number in Calgary, and I picked up the phone and said hello, and it was uh, this guy on the other end of the phone. <clears throat> and interestingly enough, he happened to be in Calgary in the off-season when the phone rang, and I was there visiting uh, relatives, and yeah. we met that night, and we've been uh, we've been close ever since. That's wicked. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Something just happened in the NHL with a guy from Vegas. Yeah, Nate Schmidt. What same type thing? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really know all the details, but from what I read, that he was uh, taking supplements given to him by the team, and he tested for a banned substance, and he got a twenty-game suspension. Did that happen to you in Colorado? The the things that you were taking were did Colorado give it to you? Or are you allowed to say you don't? Have no, to say no, it, there's no legal matters or anything yeah. about that. But uh, one get caught. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I went into a random store and said, hey, what could I take to help myself recover faster, yeah. sleep better, all the things you look for as an athlete. Um, yeah. This guy gave me some multivitamins, and a couple weeks later, we were in the gym. Uh, our strength coach came in, addressed the team, and said, hey, boys, is anyone taking this brand? And it happened to be the brand that I was taking, so I was right away freaked out, and he went on to say that, two U.S. college football players just tested positive for banned yeah. substances, and they said that was the only brand of products they were taking. So <sighs> needless to say, I got off the brand right away, and uh, luckily the batch that I had obviously wasn't uh, yeah. tainted. So it sounds like his story. Did you know, like before you met him, did you hear of other athletes having his problem before you met him? And is that kind of where you went, okay, wait a second, that could be a business opportunity for the field that I'm in? What was yeah. the first like experience with you in, in that situation? Well, I you guess? know, it, it, it's a it's a hundred percent spot on. Like, so as a science guy and yeah. a researcher for years, 
Um, I had a lot of, I had consulted with a lot of different teams and and athletes. And one of the things that athletes used to say all the time is, Hey doc, what should I take? You know, what do you recommend? What's safe? And that's when I learned about the issues just with, uh, guys taking products and not really knowing what was in them. And, and sometimes just randomly testing positive or something that is not listed on, on the label for the product. So, and this is not even that long ago, this was 2008. So 10 years ago. Wow. I created a brand uh, that was specifically designed for athletes and drug tested sports. And here we are, fast forward, and, and TJ and I have created our own brand. Yeah. Uh, again, addressing the very similar niche oh. of, uh, of athletes in, in drug tested sport and plant based, which is a, mm. an emerging trend. What sport do you think is the most common for this need? Is it what I'm thinking football for some reason? I just know that there's a lot of injuries in football and maybe there's some illegal substances in order to get back on the field. Could be wrong, but is it hockey in particular or can you name one sport maybe? I think all sports in general. I think, yeah. you know what, um, that, that right now I think you'd be hard pressed to find an athlete that doesn't realize they need to take protein. Okay. You know, like our dietary protein intake is terrific and yeah. it's probably the best source, but yeah. With people with a busy lifestyle, it's really helpful if you have uh, protein in a powder that yeah. you can just easily scoop out of a bucket and put it in your shaker cup and away you go. And and athletes in particular, because you're breaking muscle tissue down so quickly and mm. you've got to get rested and recover and you're doing two-a-day training sessions and you've got to be at tip-top shape all the time, it's, it's, it's almost become a necessity. So it, I think athletes universally realize that they need to take supplements. Mm. Um, and in terms of, you know, which sports are more likely to be engaging in uh, quasi-legal uh, substances, I mean, I think everyone wants to be the best, right? So the temptation is there to yeah. really push the envelope. And I think if, if they have a really good, strong um, option that's legal... Mm why not use that as opposed to potentially, you know, affect your career and your reputation? So when you're 18, when you're, how old were you when you were in the NHL? Uh, when you first got in there? 20, I believe. So when you're 20 years old and he's preaching all this, did you know all of this? Like, was the nutrition side of the game, was that like an education for you? Was that nothing? It's Is, changed so much since when I first came into the league. So do you take that into a business model, like a model and try to not push it on younger athletes, but make them more aware? Yeah, I mean, I think organically that's happened over yeah, the years. I guess uh, When I first came into the league, you provided your own supplements, which is insane. Oh, there was no like protein stuff in the... In there was nothing in the room. You basically went to the store, bought what you wanted for yourself. Really? And took it. But, you know, I was uh, in an organization that was, uh, for lack of a better word, cheap. The Avs weren't really spending no. extra dollars. Whereas, you know, there's teams like uh, Toronto Maple Leafs who they take care of their players in a great way yeah and even to this day they're they're known as probably the top team as far as like uh giving things to their players if they ask for something it happens right away so um maybe it was just my experience but even uh i'm trying to think when i went to san jose i think it was a little better but it's it's changed a lot now so if you go into a room now it's they're stocked with stuff but Believe it or not, a lot of it still isn't NSF certified, which is the highest level of uh, certification for any supplements. And that's probably what happened in Vegas with uh, Nate Schmidt. He was taking a product that the team provided, and it wasn't NSF certified. And look at him now. He you know, loses a ton of money. People look at him now as yeah, a the cheater. Yeah, the reputation, yeah. Which, I mean, I, I saw the... 
the stats, it was like dropping a uh, pinch of salt or something in an Olympic-sized swimming pool. That was the amount that would have been processed in his body. That's so ridiculous. He clearly wasn't trying to enhance his performance illegally, but that's what happens, right? It's just you're the reputation. Yeah. Like, the biggest thing they always say is you're responsible for what goes in your body. That's true. Doesn't matter if it comes from your strength coach. Yeah. Doesn't matter where it comes from. So, you know, make it easy on yourself and take something that's NSF certified. Um, you mentioned uh, the NHL organizations that you played for and some better, some not better with the things that they're putting in your body. I heard a rumor. I don't know if it's true within the NHL that like some teams don't provide good food for after games. Like on the plane, some teams will get pizza and others will get like shrimp and steak and stuff like that. Is that true? Yeah, that's true for sure. And I think it's even more so on like off days. What do you mean? So practice day when you're at the rink, uh, I mean, non-game days. So uh, when I was in Colorado, again, after practice, there was no food after practice. And oh, and he, some teams do provide food after oh, practice. Oh, yeah. And then I went to San Jose and we had a full buffet after every single ice time. Even in the morning, we had an omelet station. They had the whole nine oh yards, right? So it was like uh, going from a terrible spot to something that was amazing. I don't want to get too graphic about my analogy there, but um, I had a great time in Colorado and I'm not complaining about anything. But for instance, we had uh, our only breakfast option were muffins. So every morning they'd have muffins, what kind and a of couple muffins? bagels, uh, you know, Chocolate nothing chip? good, probably <laughs> 50 grams of sugar. In uh. it. And, you know, I knew nothing about nutrition back then, but what I did know is that uh, we'd get our checks and they'd have a detailed explanation of what comes off of it, you know, taxes, state yeah. taxes, so on and so forth. And one day when I actually took a minute to take a good look, there was a, a, a line on my check for bagels slash muffins. And they were taking money off of our checks <laughs> for those bagels and muffins in the morning. Bad. Are you kidding me? Pay guys millions of dollars, but you got to pay for muffins and bagels. So that was that's uh, how the rich stay rich, man. The cheap, you that's can't crazy. be doing that. That's crazy. Yeah, that was funny to find that one out. I like it. <laughs> um, I thought in the NHL, do you get food uh, food money? Like if you're on a road trip, you get per diem. So it's a hundred dollars a day. You're on the road, so you fly in the day before. Yeah, and then you play the game and then fly out. You get two to, two days worth, so you get two hundred bucks cash. That's which good. you run through pretty quick when you're going to some nice yeah, restaurants. Yeah, some nice restaurants, some steaks and things like that. Playing cards on the plane. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk to you guys about the actual product. And, um, you know, I won't, I'm not going to try to pretend to be someone I'm not. I really don't know much about protein uh, powder and things like that. But when I do go to GMC or Popeyes and I see a lot of products, a question that just came to mind was like, what are you guys doing to almost cut through the competition and, you know, stand out there, I guess? Is that a fair question or is yeah, that... That's yeah, a, I mean, it's so... It's a it's an incredibly competitive space. There, incredibly, there, there are tons of options available, and some mm. very good, uh, and some very bad. And it's really hard as a consumer to know the difference. Mm. So, you know, what's unique about our brand is that, uh, well, first of all, everything is vegan. So, every one of our products is vegan based, and not simply like some of our competitors, which are predominantly plant or, or animal based, based, yeah. and then they have one plant based option. So. Anytime a customer buys one of our products, they can rest assured that it's vegan, it's cruelty-free, um, and it's you know good for the environment, good for you. In terms of the products specifically, like our flagship product is our Plant Strong Protein. It's a plant-based protein. It's got 20 grams of protein per scoop. Um, the, the protein in it comes from pea, pumpkin seed, and brown rice. So it's uh, super healthy. It's loaded with protein, and it... And it 
mixes and tastes as good as you know the best selling animal yeah. based product. I just tried some. She just made me some. It's very good. Yeah. When you, what did you say? Pumpkin seed. Pumpkin seed. So, yeah. So pumpkin seeds are an incredibly rich source of protein. Yeah. Not to mention iron and and a number of vitamins and minerals. So. You know, the beauty of having, uh, taking any plant-based product is you're going to get a lot of the other uh, benefits of, of eating plants, such as all the, the phyto, uh, f- all the uh, phytonutrients that are typical in plants. So fiber, uh, vitamins and minerals, and then, of course, with ours, our stacked uh, protein content. So, my, like, from a doctor's perspective, like, I'm not researching what's amazing in a pumpkin seed. How do you know all these facts? Like, is it October and you're buying your kid a pumpkin for Halloween and you're looking at the seeds? Like, how do you know all these facts about these little new pieces of nutrition? And then how do you know to make, to put them into one thing? And then how do you know it's going to taste good? Yeah. yeah like, how does that, that all come about? Well, you know, the funny thing is, is, uh, you know, so, uh, I did research for a long time. So, I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a closet nerd. Yeah, that's I fine. read a lot of things. I read scientific journals that most people never read. <laughs> And uh, I've been doing this a long time and and you're right. I mean, I I go through the supermarket with my kids and I say, okay, we should do this and we we should bring that home. And, and, uh, your mother's going to kill me if we put that in the shopping cart. Um, yeah, I read, I read the scientific literature and then I, I digest it and then I pull it down and make it into a product and a formulation that actually makes sense. And it's Mm. really good for the, the consumer Yeah, and really good from a customer or from a company standpoint too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. It sounds like you guys got a really good product here and the fact that you're both passionate about it. And I think it's really cool that you both have two. So you're kind of like when you think about the product, you guys have both sides of the story covered. You were the athlete. You were the doctor coming together. I think when that comes to selling the product to people, that sounds good for the consumer. That's what at least when when Riley told me about you two coming together, that's the first thing I thought about, at least. What about you, TJ, outside of hockey and this stuff? What do you like to do for fun? Are you are you looking at pumpkin seeds or what are you doing? Uh, you know what? Even when I was playing, apart from my first several years in the league, when yeah. I knew nothing about nutrition and yeah. was eating muffins for uh, <laughs> fuel before practice and dying in a bag skate probably because of it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, my pregame meal used to be white pasta, chicken, probably Alfredo sauce, yeah. a ton of bread. Yeah. Uh, I doubt if there were any greens involved, right? And yeah. you just get by on youth. And then as my career went on, I tried to learn more about nutrition and how I could help myself perform better, recover better, uh, and just essentially anything I could do to just give myself just a tiny bit of an edge. Mm-hmm. Because every day, you know, there's guys coming in trying to steal your job and I'm happy with the career I had. But uh, I think nowadays especially everyone knows this stuff so um for me i like to learn all the time i'm i'm always listening to podcasts and I, i'll be listening to yours appreciate a lot more it now say that loud proud <laughs> thank you um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I love like all these like biohacking uh podcasts oh, yeah. and anything to to help help myself feel better and my family and uh, I, jo- I always joke that I'm going to live till I'm over a hundred. So oh boy. Yeah. Say so it loud. I had some bets with a couple guys that I've played with that I'll outlive them. So I got yeah. to <laughs> stay, stay true to that. But, uh, I live an active life and, uh, uh, everyone in the office here knows that I can't sit still for too long. And yeah. even while we're sitting here, I'm always adjusting and moving around. But, yeah. um, yeah, I think I just, I'm always learning and now I'm so busy with this that yeah. uh don't have too much free time we're we're always on the road traveling and Oh you guys you guys are where you go everywhere the states Canada you just 
we're all across Canada right now, but we're on a plane pretty much every second week. Yeah, we're doing, uh, we do presentations, uh, oh, yeah. product training sessions. We meet with professional athletes. Um, you know, that for me, in addition to being the science guy, reading all the literature, I've spent a great deal of time around pro athletes like TJ and and uh, NFL athletes, MLB and NBA. And you just, you learn so much by being around mm -hmm. that group of individuals. Some of them have unbelievable good routines mm -hmm. and practices in terms of their dietary practice some of them have unbelievably bad ones like i remember a famous major league baseball guy that we met in florida and i took him out to dinner and he ordered the the largest uh, portion of onion rings and a super size diet coke and i thought to myself <laughs> that's how you eat i'm thinking man that's unbelievable but of course natural talent uh and a, a great work ethic but a really poor diet. And so I'm there saying, well, if you adjusted your diet just a, you know, a tiny bit, maybe that would make a difference instead of, you know, batting, you know, 300, maybe you're 350 yeah. or 400. So well, you see, yeah, great. Yeah. It's been, uh, so my exposure to athletes over the years has really helped shape what we've developed here for a brand. Do you notice a difference in younger athletes now? Cause I know you said like you, these younger kids, they want to learn, they want to make their careers last longer. Now, when you go to, I don't know, St. Louis, and you talk to someone from the blues, just in the top of my head. Yeah. When you're talking to these 18, 19 year olds, are you, do they, you know, is it, way is it different? More, way more interested, way more plugged in, way more aware. It's, yeah. it's uh, and that's changed so much. And yeah. uh, just in the last five years, even like a good example is we, we, uh, we work in deals with different junior teams. Yeah. And one of the things we're discovering is that there's more junior guys now that are lactose intolerant than, than I've ever heard before. And, and you know, in as much as 50% of the, the guys have issues with, with lactose. So if that's the case, you can't be taking some of these whey-based proteins and you need a plant-based option. They're, they're not quote unquote <coughs> lactose intolerant, but they all have GI upsets when they're consuming so much milk-based uh, protein. Wow. Yeah. So a simple switch to this will remove you know, the, the quick runs to the bathroom, right? Mm -hmm. and, and urgency and no one as an athlete getting ready to go on the ice or go on the field. You don't want to have to take a, a, a quick bathroom break before you hit the ice, right? Mm -hmm. You want to be focused and, and make sure your body is feeling good and working well so that when you, you know, hit your sport, you don't, you don't have any of those simple complications that most of us take for granted because we don't have uh, the issues with lactose intolerance or any other allergies. But it's more prevalent. I, and athletes now, I feel like, are more well, yeah. in tuned with diet and nutrition and the impact it has on their body and also the impact it has on the environment. Well, when you say athletes now, and I look at the contracts that these guys are getting in the NHL and the amount of responsibility that they have at such a young age, like how old is Matthews now? 20, 21, whatever. But he's about to sign for 10 mil. I, I don't know. Was that like that in the past in the NHL? Like 18, 19-year-olds coming in being the, like the franchise guy? Because... We can all agree that the NHL is getting a lot younger. Yeah, you kind of, I think back when I first came into the league, you kind of had to earn Your every dollar, really, and prove it more than once. So, yeah. I mean, I'm happy for the young guys now. Like, the more money you can make, the better. Yeah, of course. But I remember, <laughs> uh, I don't remember who it was. It was a guy I played with. I'm not going to name his name, but uh, he was pissed off because young guys were signing bigger deals and this is just when it was kind of transitioning and he yeah. said it took me eight years yeah. until i got my first big deal yeah 
I had to earn it. And now these guys, they have one good season and they're signing a long-term deal at, you know, five, six, seven, eight million dollars a year. But he was an old grumpy guy and not, uh, <laughs> not going to mention any names, <laughs> not going to name names, but yeah, it's just, uh, it, it's the way it is now. Right. You, yeah. You either are good and at the right time and you get paid for it or you're not. Any names top of your head that you can think of that were just like, not even freak hockey players, just like freak athletes. You've played with some amazing people. So anyone that was just like in the gym in the morning, in the gym after the game, always watching their diet, just, I heard like Joe Thornton used to hunt or something before, not Joe Thornton, uh, Stevens from New Jersey. Before practice, he would go in the, his backyard, he lived in the woods, and he'd go like kill deer before practice, <laughs> put it on his truck, and then go to practice so all the boys can see. Like, was there anyone like that that just had a crazy personality? Uh, I mean, I played with a ton of different guys. It was uh, a bit of a suitcase during my career, <laughs> four different teams, right? So um, I'd say on the opposite end, so the guys that, didn't really do a ton in the gym yeah. and were able to go out and perform. Those are the guys that really impressed me in a different way. Yeah. So, uh, for example, the big buff in Winnipeg, he, yeah. he got an injury once. I think it was a sternum or something. And he didn't skate for, I think it was 12 days. And he wasn't big on the gym. He wasn't going in the gym much either. So he'd just come into the rink, go into the sauna, hang out, and then yeah. pack it up and leave. And uh, he's <laughs> such a high-end guy, no one would really say anything to him. And yeah. there's different rules for different guys. Yeah. But he came back. He skated once. He played in the game the next night, and he played 30 minutes. So As a defenseman or forward? As a defenseman. That's wow. a freak of nature that can wow. do that. If I took 12 days off and played 30 minutes, I'd be crawling on the ice for the last 15, right? So uh, guys <laughs> like that really impressed me. And I'll tell you what, he wasn't really counting his carbs or no, you know, looking for what protein source he was going to get. So it's, uh, it's pretty impressive guys like that who can do it for so long. And, yeah. uh, he's impressive. And then there's other guys, right? Like, uh, Lee Stepniak, for example, he's been around forever, takes care of himself. Uh, mo the most professional that I've probably ever seen in the gym, doing pre stuff before every skate, uh, eating super healthy, always reading, always learning. So, uh, I, I, there's a mix of both and he was one guy that I always like to hang around with. Did you, who's the one guy maybe that took you under your wing at a young age? Uh, Paul Stastny. Cool. We lived together my first four years. So, uh, we had the same agent, my agent kind of sprung it on him one, uh, after my first camp, he said, Hey, can, can Galley stay with you during camp? Yeah. We had never met before never even talked. He was a big star. I was just a young guy coming out of the WHL and a little starstruck. Uh, it just was weird. I think to me, I, I remember showing up to his house and walking in meeting, uh, his now wife, who was his girlfriend and his sister who lived with him and just kind of a totally normal laid back guy. But, you know, I think at that point he was already making almost 7 million a year. He had, he was a rising star in the league and for him to just say, yeah, come on in and hang out on the couch and and then that kind of parlayed itself into an amazing friendship and after camp he said oh do you want to do you want to stay here for the rest of the year and one year turned into four pretty quick and yeah uh he, he'd definitely be the guy that that comes to mind that's awesome i heard you're kind of an athlete too darren not kind of it said elite on the website so well you know i i uh try to stay fit now I, yeah. I was uh i certainly was active young and i i stayed quite active but i think most kids growing up in canada you, you play hockey of course uh, i was never that great at it but i was uh, i was good at a, a few other sports including flat water canoe kayak oh and 
basically flatwater canoe kayak paid for me to go to university. No way. As a kid growing up in a, a bad neighborhood and uh, two hardworking parents that couldn't pay for university, I focused on the, that sport that helped pay for my tuition. So that's kind of what was my start is uh, canoe kayak helped fund my education and then it turned out I was pretty good at school and uh, <laughs> yeah. you know before I know it I you know I'm graduating and I'm I'm a, I'm a science guy and doing research on uh, sport nutrition products and athletes and uh, fast forward and here I am a guy that's uh, created a, a, a unique company um, not not once but twice uh, creating sport nutrition products for athletes <clears throat> elite athletes so I'm still pretty active and I think I can carry my own. I, I got put through an interesting start at the workout today. TJ and I, uh, we definitely work out differently. Oh yeah. And, yeah uh, today, CrossFit guys or what? Well, no, I think, uh, you know, I'm, I'm more traditional weights and, uh, okay. uh I guess more beach weights, I guess would yeah. be the term. <laughs> yeah. Chest and biceps. And, uh, <laughs> TJ is definitely part of the new generation of athletes that are doing more core, core training and, uh, yoga and, and Pilates and some really unique different uh, yeah. types of exercises. So it was a good experience for me. I didn't last very long at his routine and, yeah. then, and then he did my routine. Uh, so I'm at least hoping tomorrow he's a little bit sore because I know I will be from his Riley, we got to get in there and film some of this stuff. That could be, that sounds like a funny no, content. You want to keep that off the internet. No, we need the, the people need to see it. If you're talking about it, they got to see it. Uh, well, it would be embarrassing for me to see it. No. I, I wouldn't mind. I mean, this guy is like a, a fitness instructor in there doing the core stuff. And oh, yeah. I'm just, I was totally gassed after about two minutes of this. Yeah. Uh, but looking forward to working on my core in the future for sure. That's awesome. A name that comes to mind when you're talking about more core uh, related exercises, Andy O'Brien, Crosby's trainer. You know him? Yeah. He, he's yeah. a I've, very accomplished uh, yeah. Yeah, training fitness guy for sure. I met, here's a story about him. I used to landscape for Crosby's place out in um, Grand Lake. So one day I'm mowing the lawn and on Crosby's property, his garage is right next to his lawn. So that's where he trains is out of his garage. And I'm mowing the lawn. And obviously when you're mowing a lawn, you can't hear anything that's going on around you. So over the lawnmower, I hear Andy just screaming at Sydney. To, he's on the bench press or not bench press squat rack and i just hear this guy yelling at him just hear him yelling at him and crosby's doing this weight probably one of the most intense workouts i've ever witnessed and heard over the the thing anyways when i went home and i googled who that guy was uh, i read up on him and that was probably like an introduction to like nutrition and hockey working out was that guy but i've seen him in and around halifax before yeah he's well respected that's for sure have you ever met him yeah he consulted with the flames when i played there oh, did he yeah and he was just he came in he was so laser focused yeah. and automatic respect for a guy like that yeah absolutely so it feels like each nhl team has a guy like that now because you said when you first started like teams weren't really educated on the things that were going into each team's or the players bodies excuse me does every team have a nutritionist now uh you know to be honest, I've been out of the league for a while now, but yeah. uh, I bet you more places don't than do. Really? Which is surprising, but it's just kind of the league is, uh, it, it works its way slowly. They're, they don't really do anything fast. And uh, you look at the NFL, they're so cutting edge and yeah. the NHL isn't the same. There's That being said, there's organizations within the league that are, mm. but for the most part, they just kind of 
crawl along until eventually there's enough demand from the players that something changes. So when you guys go on these trips and you say you're doing speak, you're doing talks and you're talking to individuals, what's the point of these talks? Are you talking to athletes? Are you talking to other owners of products like this? Uh, what's the goal when you travel around the world? It's it's a combination of things. We try to we try to fill up our days when we're on the road. It's, yeah. it's you know it's a long expensive travel to get to the other side of this country. So when we're going, we try to line a variety of things up. So, for example, in our last trip to Vancouver, we did meetings with uh, our major trade partner, GNC. So we'd go in and we'd we'd book off a room and we'd uh, do product training with 30 or 40 of their key people. And then after that, we met with uh, a guy that used to play in the NHL with TJ for 10 years. And, uh, you know, take them out to dinner and we talk about our our, uh, our current raise that we're raising money for our, our company and our expansion. And then after that, you know, we're, we're further entertaining. And, and uh, you know, I flew from our last event, I flew to the University of Regina to do a, a talk about startups to a group of kinesiology students. So, um, you know, and that's just part of uh, some of that's our giving back and some of it's our uh, product training and, and building our business. So it's a combination of sales and, and just us uh, being out and, and being accountable to, you know, us as, as business owners and us as... Uh, healthy living people and, and uh, promoters of a plant-based lifestyle. So cool. giving, doing a bit of giving back and also at the same time brand building for our business. I'll pick your brain a little bit here. Uh, you said the word startup. I'm trying to do one myself. I've seen a little bit of success, but if you had to give one piece of advice to anyone out there listening maybe, because you've done it a couple times, what's the, what's the thing that people should take home with them? I think, I think it's stick to it in this, you know, like being gritty mm. and when you feel like you can't give anymore, you just got to keep giving uh, yeah. and then just really stay true to why you are doing it mm. and know that, uh, know that it's tough and it's grueling, but if you're doing what you love doing, it, it certainly makes it easier. Uh, and lastly, I say never do it for the money the money will never bring you satisfaction in it. It's just too grueling mm. just to do it for the money. You really have to do it because you are trying to make a difference for okay. those that you're providing your service or your, or your product for. Mm -hmm. It seems like it's not work. If you're, it's a startup and you're having fun with it, you love it. It seems just like it's not work. At least that's what I think of this. Like the fact that I get to talk to you, an NHL guy, you a doctor, it's, See, you asked me six months ago, would I be doing this? No. Like I thought about it and I was like, all right, I'll do it. So I invited a friend over. Yeah, it worked out. Then the next thing you know, I'm talking to a guy from the Mooseheads. And the next thing you know, we're talking to Brandon Prust. And the next thing you know, we're talking to business owners. So I see what you mean. But there's times where it's just like, you know, I can't be doing this right now. Like I got to focus on money. But when you hear things like that coming from a guy like you, it puts it into perspective that one day it'll be worth it, hopefully. Yeah. Like, you know what? And you, you just have to keep chipping away. I think... You know, uh, TJ and I have been traveling a fair bit lately and working yeah. together. And I think one thing he could probably tell you about me, it's there's there's really no secret to me. I do the same thing every day. And I, the, the analogy is I just chip, chip, brick chip. by brick. Yeah. Yep. And it's just constant. It's just uh, I'm a broken record, I think, in many ways. Like there's nothing. I don't think there's anything really unique or spectacular about me, except that I just I never stop. I just do the same thing every day. A good example uh, that db is talking about is for instance uh, our upcoming trip we have to go to winnipeg we have a big presentation with gnc but we try to keep things fun along the way if you're always just grinding and doing these uh presentations and meetings it's eventually you're gonna you're gonna fall off or get yeah. sick of it right so um 
one of the nice things about when we travel is I kind of try to pick the city that we go to. And when we're there, we set some fun things up. So for instance, we're going to Winnipeg, we're going to fly right in, drop our stuff off at the hotel, uh, go to this place called Thermea, which is a big Scandinavian spa outside, outdoor spa. So we'll hit that up with a couple of our key GNC contacts. They'll come with us, have a good time, go right from there to dinner uh with the same crew and then go to the hockey game and then meet up with a few of the guys after the game that i played with and um you're gonna you know. have to edit you're gonna have to edit that out people can't hear people can't hear that it's that much fun right yeah that sounds like a great time riley we got to start doing stuff like this man come on we got to go to winnipeg but you know what it's not all fun and games right so yeah. we're we're having these interactions with these people along the way that are really key to our growth yeah and sure we're gonna have some fun and have a couple drinks at the game and uh meet some guys after but basically it's all about growing our brand that's the in the back of our mind that's the one thing that we always got to keep pushing Mm -hmm. or else you'll stagnate but the key point here is it's fun and we love we love what we do even though he pushes me and i push him and 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 we have buttons not the high button but we push one another's buttons. you do have a high button on that you don't even know it your second button that's the high button the top button is the top button the second Ah, button is the high button so that second button for me is always undone let's play there you go right i'm always buttoned up it doesn't matter as long as you got two buttons on your shirt the chirps oh no he's old school i'm new school i'm all i I said i wore suits long enough playing hockey i had to do it now you can't find me in one i'll wear a blazer every now and then if i have to with the t-shirt love it all right fellas we're up on 30 minutes here i know you guys got a call um i pretty much got everything i wanted out of you yeah you laid some a good foundation down for me to understand your brand. I love the tip that you laid out about chipping away at uh, startups. And I love the stories about the NHL days and how you guys came together. So I appreciate you guys coming on the podcast. We'll have to stay in touch. Riley will keep me up to date what you guys are doing and have to come back on again for sure. Appreciate awesome. it. Thanks a lot. All right. Great. Thank you very much. Everyone that's listening. I appreciate the support. Make sure to go, go to all of our social media outlets, like subscribe, comment. We are out.